0: Welcome to Real Estate Power Talk hosted by Blake Hawkins and Jessica Holcomb.
1: And our podcast is about all things real estate, retail, investing, marketing, anything that has to do with buying or selling real estate in today's day and age.
0: And we share it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but mostly just our successes. This is a shortcut, folks. This is it. All right, guys, so today uh, I think is going to be our our, uh, our best podcast so far. We have a great guest with us today, um, an, an awesome entrepreneur, a real entrepreneur. Uh, the guy's out there making it happen every single day. He, he's out there hustling. He actually takes action on his goals and his dreams. And so uh, today we have J.J. Simmons on the show. J.J., what's going on, man? I look at it. Man, just trying to make this uh, real estate game, you know, take off, and and I'm glad, I'm glad you're with us today, man. It's it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Man, I'm honored. I I appreciate you. I appreciate the opportunity. My brother. Awesome, man. So let me let me let's just you know, let's just start off with an easy question, or maybe it's not. I don't know if it maybe it's not an easy question, but what started your entrepreneur journey? Not not necessarily with real estate, but just in general, what got you, uh, you know, headed in that direction in life? You know, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Lately, I've been real, real hesitant to share my real, real story. But lately, I've been very, very grateful
2: to it. I don't know if it's because I've been traveling a lot to New Orleans. But uh, I started selling weed at, like, 15 years old in New Orleans. And when I'm sitting, I think about it, and it's because I remember working at McDonald's, and I got tired of uh, asking my mama for money. And my mama was the kind of person, she gave me everything, dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. I lived in a crazy neighborhood. But I had like the greatest parent in the world. But I just had this, I don't know, and it it was a bad direction. I took a very crazy turn in my life. But I remember like at 15, 16 years old, man, I, I was selling drugs in the waters. So I sold weed, I sold crack, I sold it all, I sold heroin. And by the grace of God, I'm still alive today. But I remember that was the that was the, the thought I had in my mind that I wanted independence. And that's what I remember I remember one day I was at McDonald's, it was my first job. And I was like, so you mean to tell me I can take $50 and turn it into $100? I was like, oh, my God. Like, that just made sense to me. You know, unfortunately, you know, I was blinded by life and, you know, the enemy. I believe in, you know, I believe in God. I believe that there is an enemy in the world. But it did by the grace of God. I took the right turn in my life and I started rapping. And I remember when I came to Houston. And I wasn't no just, you know, no bum rapper. I got on the radio. (laughs) I was on the radio in Houston. I was
0: on the radio uh, 17 weeks in a row on Sunday. Okay. You know, I got to Houston. Remember, I used to always hear stories about
2: Slim Doug and, and Master P and selling CDs. their trunk. I heard these stories. So when I came to Houston right after the trainer, I decided to give it a shot. And I remember my first day I made like $200. But I couldn't believe it. I was like, and I started doing the math compared to you know, selling my CDs versus working at a job for $8 an hour, $9 an hour. And I was like, you know what, I would to stay over here and keep doing this. So I was selling my CDs and then boom, I got saved. I gave my life to God. I started preaching in uh, 2008. I started preaching, doing tent revivals all over Houston. And um, then I, I remember I was like, well, what am I gonna do for money now? Because, you know, I, I, I haven't worked a job, technically, for 2005, the year of Katrina. Right. So here I am in 2008, and I'm like, well, how am I going to make money now? Because before that, I was selling rap CDs. So then I remember one day, I was like, you know what? I was praying, and God spoke to me clearly and said, I want you to record a sermon and put it on the CD and go and sell that. And that was the craziest thing ever, because in my mind, I'm like, people barely want to go
0: to church. And I started playing in sermons. On CD. <laughs> that's awesome. Money. That's awesome, man.
2: And it wasn't like I didn't, I, I didn't lose money. I've actually had my mind. I think I was making more. And then that's how my that started on this side of the, of the world. And then, you know, I came out with a t shirt in 2015. So thousands of t shirts. I was on the news here in Houston on Newspeak. I came out with a, a shirt that said hashtag Sold Law. over a thousand t shirts. You know, I come out with all kinds of t-shirts all the time, you know? So that was kind of like the beginning, you know, me selling CDs on the street. That's what happened for me. So I had it by the grace of God, you know, had not worked up, you know, whatever job since 2005. And I've always had a product in my hand by the grace
0: of God. So that's what really started it for me. Wow. So, so you you know, what I hear is you have you've innately already had that entrepreneur spirit. And it may have started off on... The wrong side of the street, but but you just took that same gift and you just transformed it into a different channel, you know. Correct. That's awesome, right, man. Because I think one thing that's interesting, you know, and I don't say this to put my
2: city down because I love New Orleans. Because I'm I'm originally born in Honduras. I don't know if you know that name, but yeah. I'm born in Honduras. I speak Spanish slowly. I just grew up in New Orleans. So I kind of claim New Orleans depending on who i want talking to. But I, I I I moved to New Orleans at three years old, and New Orleans is a very very tough city. I mean it's tough, you know. People, I mean they got boys. I mean like no exaggeration, fourteen, fifteen killing people in the Orleans. Right. But yeah, you know that was my thing. I I, I had the gift, but what I like to what it's like what I like to call it, the enemy perverted my gift. You know, because I'm selling I'm selling all these drugs, and then when I came to Houston, Houston spared my life because. I never really, my eyes was never open to legal money until I came to Houston. So when I moved to Houston after Katrina, I began to meet so many black young men that
0: looked like me that was making money
2: legally. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to sell drugs no I haven't sold drugs since I moved to
0: Houston. Wow, that's and awesome. So I got the I was like, I don't need to sell drugs if I can sell stuff legal. So I right. just went the legal way. Okay, that's awesome, man. And now I think, you know, that's, you know, that, that's your foundation, man. I mean, you know, you have this, this, this hustle about you, you know, and the thing is, especially nowadays, we live in this world where there's a lot of Instagram, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, people I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but you're one of the few people that I actually know that is hands on, you know, you, you actually do what you say you do. You're actually out there making things happen. And, you know, now, That you're in this real estate game because of the real estate investing in that side of the world. I mean, your gifts and your talents they align naturally in that. You know, I mean, because it's it's that's that's a hustle. That's a hustle in itself. Absolutely, awesome, man, awesome. So, you know, you kind of told me your backstory. Let's talk about, um, you know, your a few aha moments in in your path. I mean, is there was there a few? moments where you know that were extremely pivotal i know you kind of touched on the the time that you you know you gave your life to god i know that that had to be a pivotal pivotal moment what what you know few pivotal moments in your life um really stick out to you as far as kind of um uh really taking your your path to another direction
2: um and that's a great question um i think for me one of them i've had multiple but one of the the one that stood out to my mind right now, if you asking me that, is that um, I literally almost died five times in my life. Literally, I saw death in the face five times. But the, the 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 second to the last time, I was coming from Chicago and I was on a train and the train flipped over. Wow. And I remember, it was like at that time when I was fourteen. In the midst of my craziness, I remember I started going to church at fourteen. And I I tried to change, but I just got sucked back into that life. But I remember when I was on that train that day, I literally felt like I was the reason. Like, I felt like I was
0: the curse on the train. It's like the Jonah story in the Bible. He was the reason. I felt like Jonah that day, literally. I remember
2: being on that train, and as soon as it flipped, I hadn't read the Bible in years at that point. And I immediately thought of Jonah at that second. And I remember when that happened, and then like two months after that, when I came back to Houston, because I was on my way to Houston, I got into a train, wreck, I mean, a car accident right after that. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, this, this devil is trying to really take my life. Like, I need to wake up and maximize my life and find out my purpose and et cetera, et cetera. And I just, I stopped playing games with my life. And I was like, man, I, I got to stop playing. So those two moments really, really shook me up and woke me up and caused me to get my Because I knew that was my problem. I knew that I was out of alignment with God because I had, I, I wasn't the kid. My mama didn't make me go to church. Like a lot of people got the story like we had to go to church every day, every Sunday. That wasn't me. My mama was working all the time. And I found God on the street the same corner that I found drugs on. Right. You know, I choose when I was going to church at 14, that was a decision I made on my own. So here I am at like 23 years old and I always had this conviction that I was out of purpose, out of alignment with God. And I was like, I got to get myself together. So that was the biggest, biggest thing for me that I always knew God was real. But like I say, I was running from God because I didn't want that commitment. I didn't want that discipline because my thing was I started smoking weed at like 12 years old. Right. And that was my thing I was trying to hold on to. Because in my mind, I was like, if I serve God, I can't smoke weed. So I was like, you know what? Nah. I, I, I choose weed over God, and then I finally got sick of it. And I said, you know what? I'm going all in for God. I, I'm just transforming my life, and that's what happened. So that was my greatest aha moment at 23. I was like, I got to get myself
0: together. Wow. And so that, that was, you know, and for me, I think I think the people that are the most successful in business, they have this this undercurrent of, uh, inter- this kind of undercurrent energy that, that, um, honestly doesn't really even have to do anything with a business. It's just, uh, an, uh, a mission. It's like an energy of, 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 like you said, purpose, you know, and then they use business as just an outlet. It's like their, it's their way to leash, unleash that into a positive channel. It, it you know, I, I mean, for me, that's kind of how it is. Um, you know, and it kind of sounds like that's, that's, you know, that's where you kind of just take all that energy and, and, and use it for good. You know, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. You know, and, and so now I want to get into, um, you know, the real estate game. I mean, so you, you know, you kind of gave us a backstory uh, of how you got started on your entrepreneur journey. Um, let's talk about your, the real estate, you know, what got you into real estate and, and, and um, and kind of how did how did that pass start off for you?
2: I was selling my books out here in Houston it was a Saturday and I was coming from uh, I had went to the gallery and I came out of the gallery and I was having a great day. I was having a phenomenal day. And I got in my car and I started listening to this podcast by Grant Cardone. And Grant was talking about you know, the power of your network. You know, we, we all know your network is your network, we know these, you know, traditional proverbs right which are true. We know that they're true, you know. They hold a lot of value. They, they, they lost. But for so the first time, I'm listening to it. And prior, bro, like I said, I was having a phenomenal day. <laughs> but here is Grant talking about network, and as I'm driving, God spoke to me and said something to me that I'll never forget. He said, "Nobody in your present circle can get you to where you're trying to go in life." Wow. And when I heard that, bro, I got so disgusted because I knew it was... I began to assess my situation. And I was like, oh my God. like, this is true. And I've got a whole chapter in my book about networking. Okay? Right. But I, I began to realize that I wasn't really being intentional on a daily basis about networking. Like, I believe in networking, but I wasn't going out there looking to build my network. I was kind of like being... Uh, reactive, not
0: proactive. Right. So basically, so I'm yeah. And yeah.
2: To this, I'm driving and I'm listening to this podcast, bro, and I'm disgusted. I get angry, you know, like that. Be obsessed to be average kind of mentality. Yeah. I'm disgusted with myself. So this was a Saturday. Monday morning, you know, Sunday passed. Monday morning, I dropped the girls off at school. I'm at home and I was like, you know what? I need to go to Walgreens to buy some fish oil pills. I go to the Walgreens. I bought a fish on you because as I'm walking outside the Walgreens, they got a Rolls Royce parked
0: in front of Walgreens. Okay. That that got so your I attention. Car, so what is this? <laughs> I said, I
2: have no idea who this is, but I'm going to wait on this guy or whoever it is. Girl, God, I, didn't, I don't care if it would have been Vietnamese, Chinese, Indian, it didn't matter. I went to my car. I sat in my car watching after my reviews. They were with both of my books in my hand. And I said, he came out. It was a young dude, young black dude, young dude. Hey, like, get clothes on. He got in this car and I said, bro, listen, I don't know just exactly what I told him. Like, I said, listen, bro, you don't know me, I don't know you. Yeah, but it's absolutely something you know that I don't know. <laughs> I said, is both of my books. Is it possible to just sit down with you? I pulled the grand card on him. I didn't say one day. This week to have lunch with you. This week. He said, absolutely. I said, great. We had lunch the next day. That's awesome. we sit at the table. And he was telling me, you know, he said, well, you know, he said, I made all my money in, in, the, in the medical business. I sell forces to the medical world." He said, but now I'm in real estate. And he begins to break down the wholesaling process to me. And in my mind, I'm like, I think I heard of it. Because I remember watching the Chris rules interview. Yep. yep. was kind of like paying attention, but not paying attention because I didn't really know what it was. Right. But... When he was talking at the table, my mind kept thinking of Chris. I kept seeing Chris rule things in my mind. Right. And I was like, you know what? This got to be it. So when I sat at the table with him, I was like, bro, I will work for you. I will do whatever you tell me to do. Just let me know what you're doing in real estate. He was like, you know what, bro? You don't have to work for me. He said, this is what I do. You can go by yourself and figure it out, and I will coach you along the way. And I ran home that day, I watched, I went to YouTube, and I saw, and I was like, oh my God, this is it. So I kind of was a for the last two years, I just didn't know because I wasn't paying attention, but by the grace of God, it took for me to meet this guy, and for me to connect the dots, and that's how I got introduced to the real
0: estate space. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I mean, and that, I mean that's, you know obviously that connection was meant to happen you know and and for me when i got into into this real estate space this was so off my radar i didn't i'd never heard of wholesaling i never thought literally never thought twice about flipping properties it was just not even in my my horizon and and uh, for me it took a connection to to open up that door and, and man once i understood what this was, dude, I was like, this is it, you know, <laughs> this, this is it. And so, uh, that's, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, Jess is sitting here and, you know, Jess has more real estate experience than both of us combined and her pinky finger, you know,
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, JJ. How you doing, Jeff? I'm good. So have you only been, um, in the wholesale side of real estate so far
2: i have i have i've been i've been really really educating myself a lot because my real real goal i'm learning a lot about creative deals like on a finance subject too i got like a subject deal bubbling right now in new Orleans.
1: oh cool I'm
2: really really uh i'm really really excited about that side of it because I, like i heard one guy say wholesaling is like the gateway drug to real estate <laughs>
1: yeah and,
2: it really, really is, you know, because... Uh, but, no, that's all I've done so far. and uh, But I'm really, you know, I'm educating myself on the creative side a lot because I get presented with so many different opportunities. Like, I'm learning more right now to be more... Um, to learn how to network more with relatives because when I first got involved, I didn't understand the connection. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to meet a lot of more. I even got a, a, a realtor in New Orleans that was familiar with wholesaling but didn't understand it and I had to break it down to it because I was like I know you're leaving money on the table but uh but I'm building a lot of networks with a lot of different people one thing I learned about real estate recently is that you know just so many ohms to it so many legs to it you just you, you kind of you know you can't do everything but it's good to be educated at least have some kind of comprehension on what's, be, what's going on around you but
1: yeah back to your question Yeah, wholesaling is the only thing I've done so far. Okay. Well, you know, they say that no one really starts off on purpose saying, oh, I want to be in real estate. I think real estate kind of finds you. At some point in your life, you know, whether it's when you're younger or later on in life or, you know, in the middle of a chaos or, you know, you know, something happens in your life and then it just kind of pops up. For me, it, it came to me when I was 20 years old. So, you know, I just kind of fell into it, but I wasn't really planning on it, you know, and I saw an ad in the green sheet for a new home salesperson you know, apply here. And that's kind of how I fell into it, you know. But um, now that I'm on the retail real estate side, how have you um, connected with realtors and worked with them on, on these wholesaling deals? Um, realtors, for me, I, was, I got a
2: girl that I went to middle school with that uh, I know from New Orleans, and what normally what she would do when I would have a deal in New Orleans, she would she would run the comps for me. You know, I have access now to this website that's called PropStream, that is kind of like the MLS, and it gives you it gives some real real solid numbers. But to give real real market today market numbers, I will reach out to her mm-hmm. just to double check on my situation. And we went to middle school, so we kind of knew each other. And when she found out I was doing real estate. Um, I, have a, I have a fire contract right now that uh, in the contract gives me the permission to, to uh, list my properties if I choose to on the MLS, And I think that's going to really work magical for me because, you know, I can, you know, I can put it out there just to see who's shopping on the MLS and get a higher bid because from what I've learned, you know, sometimes when you list up on the MLS, people will
0: pay high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
2: right now, just working with them, working with realtors with this contract, because at first I didn't have that contract, and I didn't just want to do that without, of course, you know, and get into some kind of legal trouble. So right now, because of their access to the MLS, I'm willing to post my deals on there, because I know it can get me, you know, introduce me to different kind of people, different kind of volume. So
1: uh-huh. one
2: thing about me, I was telling my wife the other day, I'm always trying to network with new people because, you know, everybody's connected to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I'm just very, very extremely open to it. So in my mind, I was like, if I get all these, if I get every time I get a deal, you know, I can have a buy-in, but I can still test it out and put it on the MLS just to see what happens. And I can bring, you know, money to the realtor. You can, you know, make some money, and I can make some money, but just because of how access to the MLS, you know, it can help me make more money
1: versus if I was to just assign it to a normal end buyer. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. so more when so. so when you when I'm you sorry. say um, contract, are you saying that you signed an agency agreement with the real estate agent to list all of your wholesale deals? See, I
2: haven't got that far yet, and that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to get clarity on right now. But yeah, I would be willing to do that. You know, it's just, that that's the thing I don't understand, and that's what I've been having trouble with as far as, it's like, once I, I sign an agreement with a realtor, like, does that mean, like, give an example, if another body was to come my way because I'm in agreement on paper with this realtor, even though the body didn't come through the MLS, am I still entitled to legally give her the, the commission? So I've been... Doing
1: a lot of more uh, research on that. Okay. Fact, well, I-, I can answer that for you. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, so, there's different agency agreements. And and so, basically, how it works in Texas is you can have an exclusive right to sell or you can have an exclusive agency to sell. And whenever I used to um, list multiple properties for some of the area home builders, we would use the, the agency um, listing agreement because sometimes they would sell their inventory homes without me, you know, and so they wouldn't want to pay me a buyer commission on that. So they would just pay me a flat fee to list all of their inventory homes. And if I just so happened to also represent a buyer and bring it to them, they would pay me that commission as well. Um, And if they sold it without me, they wouldn't owe me a commission at all. They would just pay me that flat fee. So that might be a great option for you to have an agency agreement to where everything goes on the MLS for a flat fee per listing. And then if they bring you a buyer, they make an extra commission. So you have agency fee and what's the other one? Well, it would be a flat fee, um, and, it, and it's on a, a contract called the, ex, it's not an exclusive right to sell, it's an exclusive agency agreement. So basically, we have the right to list it on the MLS. However, there's verbiage in there that allows you to sell it to other parties and pay the other parties commission and not owe the listing agent a commission. Wow.
0: There, there you go, man. There's some enlightenment right there. <laughs> that's good stuff. I think, yeah, that's, it's enlightening for me, man. I, think I didn't know That's that. <laughs> the listing
1: agreement that'll work for you. That's good, on that man. One, that's good. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. yeah. And, you know, on the retail end of things, it's true. Um, retail is retail and people are willing to pay more. Absolutely. You know, yeah. especially investment deals because. There's nothing on the market that is an amazing deal, you know? And so, like, when you guys find these wholesale deals for wholesale pricing and then you guys sell it at investor pricing, our retail buyers are like, yeah, and they scramble and jump on it all day long,
0: you know? It's true. Yeah,
1: Um, it's true. The only caveat is most retail buyers don't have cash, so they want to do a loan. And then are you guys willing to wait for them to close their loan? You yeah. Know? That's and only- so, and then there's issues with title sometimes when you're assigning contracts and trying to have a lender involved. They usually don't like having that.
0: Well, and I, I've I've had that issue with the deal where we were going through a, a more of a retail type of buyer, and they tried to do the loan through a traditional loan, and it and the, they they denied it. They wouldn't they wouldn't accept any assignment. Yeah. So
1: they had they were like, we want you to re- redo the contract directly from the seller to the buyer.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, and then it becomes an uncomfortable conversation of how do you collect your wholesale?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: And then if you're trying to follow truck law, they want everything on the HUD, so then it becomes illegal in their eyes, and right. so then it, it's it's just a big
0: mess. Yeah, it can be, but it's still good. It's it's still I think. But you know, JJ, you said connecting with realtors, man. I, I've I've connected with real some real estate agents on a pass on, on some deals recently. Uh, Jessica was actually one of them, and uh, dude, I'm gonna tell you, man, those deals went fantastic in my favor because, like you said, I got I end up making more money on my whole selfie, you know. Um, versus, you know, sometimes you try to flip it to a, a your your regular flipper and do they nickel and dime you just like you nickel and dime the seller, you know? <laughs> it's crazy, man. I uh, agree. But uh, awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, and then also when you think about, um, you know, negotiating, like on the retail end of things, you know, for sale by owners, in our eyes, are like the wild, wild west of clients. And where you guys, when you're dealing with your deals, definitely they're the wild, wild west because there's no control over the client, right? No. Usually there's tenants in place that aren't paying rent and the landlord's just tired of it and they're like, get them out of here and figure it out. We're done. And so um, there has, there's a lot of like finagling that has to happen and negotiating and trying to make it all happen. and when you guys work with real estate professionals, it's probably a breath of fresh air because we have our clients under control. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It, no, it, yeah, for sure. Cause some of these deals can get, get a little crazy, but, yeah. uh, so JJ, you know, now we kind of got into the real estate, man, you know, let me ask you this, what's been the biggest challenge for you thus far in, in the real estate game? The biggest challenge for me, man, is, um, uh Because I've been an entrepreneur now 13 years, and I still now, since I've been introduced to the real estate space,
2: I consider my entrepreneur journey like my day job now. Right. Because, I, you know, I have this phenomenal T-shirt line. I still, I got two different shirts right now. I've sold over X amount of copies. I still sell my books, you know. And... And that pays my bills, you know, and put money in my pocket. And when I first got introduced to the real estate, you know, I didn't know that deals take so long to close sometimes, because so they're unpredictable. Yes. You just never know. Mm-hmm. So when I first got into it, I was just like almost every day putting my energy into the real estate, but I was ignoring my day job, and I kind of fell behind in my personal life with bills and stuff like that. Right. But mm-hmm. now I've learned to balance out, like, for example, today I did all real estate on my so now, Monday through Wednesday, like before 3 o'clock, I'm all real estate. Okay. You know, and from that on down, I, you know, I sell my stuff or whatever and I focus on that because, you know, even though I can have a deal on the table right now that can be worth, let's just say, 50 grand. I still need constant money coming into my personal life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've ignored that. And at first I didn't know I was doing it, but I've learned how to balance it out because, and now, you know, I got a partner that's working with me in the wall. And so every time I have an appointment in the wall and he goes, like today, I had a, 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 I had a, a young lady who sent me to leave and, I had a buyer go out. I said, all I need you to do is just go sit there, talk there, and make sure they bought the house back up. Because he brought a contract, everything. They bought it back up. She was gone. Perfect. So, but, you know, I've learned now, uh, and I was telling this to you last time, when I read the book, Catch Quadrant, I've learned how to work more with my mind now than with my physical effort. So now I'm learning, I've, I've learned to just balance out, you know, like when it comes to real estate, now it's just, most of the time, it's just email and text. You know, you making you, you negotiate through text or through email. Right. So
0: I just kind of focus on it. At first, I was just I would get so like my, my blood pressure go up. <laughs> you know, dude, I'm gonna tell you, JJ. You <laughs> don't, dude. Je, I mean, Jess has seen me. Both
1: of y'all have problems. Bro, problem. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, dude. I've had
0: some days where, dude, I, it it really tests my patience, man. Yeah. Like, dude, it's crazy, bro. Like, I I it like I mean. This, you know, and most of the time I'm pretty cool, calm, collected, but this real estate game sometimes puts me in a frenzy, man. You know?
2: If you to do that to me, I don't allow it no more. After I did my first few deals, and I said, and I thought about it, I was like, you know, this is all mental, and it's not happening to me. You know, I've been used to the, 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 the work ethic, work hard, and blah, blah, blah.
0: And when I got into real estate, I thought it was the same. Right. So I had to sit back and look at it for what it was.
2: And I now understand that it's all, it's not about physical labor. It's about education
0: and conversation. Wow, that's awesome. That, that's, I'm more yeah. on that side of the business now. You know, education and conversation because when you're
2: negotiating with a seller, that's conversation. Negotiating with a buyer, that's conversation. It's no physical effort, you know. If you can, you go out and find a deal.
0: I mean, it's physical effort if you're going out there looking for
2: deals or whatever. Right. Well, so now that's been my challenge. Now that I'm, I'm still tweaking. It's just really mastering my time. You know, you know, maximizing my time, mastering my time, and not just being
0: all over the place with my time. You know, that's a good point, man. And I've kind of recently had a little bit of a of a, of a realization similar to yours. You know, and, and I came from a, a health and fitness background, and so I mean, you know, that's. That is all it's all it's all physicality right you know and
1: you're always doing something. you're always
0: doing something even when I sold cars selling cars was a straight it was straight hustle right you're on the lot you're running around chasing people down people are yelling at you you know what I mean so but you know but this real estate game like and you you made a good point education and conversation I've realized now we're in the communication business. You know, that's all it is, man. Like we, our job is to be the best communicators that we possibly can be, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that's a good point. And
1: at the end of the day, you're trying to get everybody on the same page, you know, and they're all puzzles that you have to put together. And if you get caught up in one puzzle, staring at one puzzle piece, it can mess with your mind, you know, and then you're not working on all of your other deals, you know, or your other business that's bringing you cash flow. And then you get behind on everything, you know? Yep. And so it's all about time blocking, I think.
0: Yeah, time blocking for sure.
1: Yep. So... You
2: know, I thought about it, but I don't think I'm going to do it. But
0: one thing I, I am kind of partially
2: interested in is, uh, is selling uh,
0: mortgages. Really?
2: You know? Okay. Yeah. Like there you the go. Yeah. Right? Because cause, um, I'm reading a book right now, right? It's called uh what's the name of this book? It's right here next to me somewhere. It's basically it's called Secrets of the Millionaire Real Estate Investor, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the book, it was just sharing about you know, and I've learned this since I've been in real estate. Like, oh my god, they got money floating everywhere. You know, you got people selling money. I like to call it selling money. <laughs> they sell
0: it market. I yeah. Love that term. Yeah. You know, when I first, I remember, I never forget it, man. I was watching an interview Grant Cardone did with a guy that was making five
2: hundred million a year selling money and I was like <laughs> that's when I knew I didn't have enough money in my life. I was like wait, people selling money. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, credit companies, they sell money. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, like everybody wanna be a homeowner today. So me as an opportunist, I'm like, man, I can become a I can sell mortgages. Like I've really been thinking about it a lot and reading this book you know, he was just talking about all the different ways you can get involved, like in real estate. Like if money is going to be floating around you, like it's, it's okay to see which one you kind of partially interested in to put your energy into. Mm-hmm. You know, and me as a speaker, I'm like, man, I go live every day on Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. You know, like yeah.
2: sell some money. Like I was, I'm telling you, I know I can get some people inside
0: of a house. You Absolutely. Know,
2: I, know I can So I really, really, really been thinking about it. Okay. Cool,
0: dude. And I, I, you know, I, I think the mortgage business is interesting. But you know, Jess always told me that that's something I should look into also because
1: because yeah, you love numbers. I so love much.
0: numbers, you know, and um and like you said, man, you're selling money, man. There, there ain't. There, I mean, that's that's a good business to be in.
1: See, I actually love the homes and making them pretty. But numbers, I hate them. Like, I'm really not into it at all. <laughs> I know how to to yeah, calculate know, they
0: them. The they, me neither, JJ. I don't care, bro. Like, I, yeah. I don't care, dude. You know,
1: but that's good. <laughs> yeah. Then I can do it. Yeah, after.
0: she loves doing it. <laughs> after seeing so many, you're seeing them all. You know, yeah. you know, I'm not into the whole... I don't have a dream home. <laughs> me, know. yeah.
2: Like, I can get that you know, and I ain't trying to start no trouble here, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, I, you know, I hear you. I hear you, man. It's... It's, it's, it's now, man, there's a lot of money floating
2: around and people trying to figure it out. Right. And you know, I ain't got a lot of things. You know, for example, I'm, I'm a marketer. And they got a commercial right now where well, at least it was going on during the NBA playoffs that uh, Quicken loan, which is owned by the guy, I believe, who owned the Cleveland Cavaliers. And in the commercial... They got a mortgage commercial for cooking loans. How the guy paid? They, they paid their mortgage on a cell phone. But it had two blacks. It had a black couple in the commercial. And when I saw that, I said, "Wow, that's a marketing strategy. They putting black people in the commercial to target black families." And I'm like, "Man, this is perfect." Like I could like it didn't buy, it didn't sell me on it, but I understood the marketing technique behind it. Right. Yes, okay. So me as a marketer, I can't admit the black community is a little bit behind when it comes to real estate. Like, a lot of people, like, this has been going on for years, like, wholesaling, this has been going on for years, but now if you go on YouTube, you see so many black African Americans doing it, and it's just, like, the greatest revelation that we have caught. And, again, you know, we'd be so behind on stuff, and just, like, but I think about it in connection with, you know, with, with the marketing. Like, me as a spokesperson, you know, I can get out here and educate on you know, interest rates, blah blah blah, and find a best situation that fits whoever, you know. But I just know for me personally, I, I think about it a lot. I'm not gonna lie, to you. I'm like, man, there's opportunity in this space for me.
1: Well, you know, it's easier to get your mortgage license than it is to get your real estate license, Well, you should just go for it. So, I heard
2: kind of, like, smiled, like, is, this, this, is can you, like, direct me
1: in that? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, really, actually, are, are you wanting to get your mortgage license in Texas or Louisiana? Well, I guess I will go with Texas first because I'm here. Hold up, you, you did you just
0: say that it's easier to get a mortgage license than a real estate
1: license? Yeah, it is. It's it a is. lot easier, JJ. A lot easier, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's actually surprisingly very easy, and you would just go to the Texas Real Estate Commission, and they govern um, all the mortgage licenses, appraisal licenses, real estate licenses. So you just go to, go to their website, and there'll be links on there on how to get your license real
0: estate. Oh my god, I'm about to scream right now. Yeah man. Hey JJ, seriously, man, because I'm you know right now I'm actually currently going through the because I'm gonna get my real estate license because I want I want to I want to I want to do you know all sides of, of the real estate and and dude it's 180 hours bro of studying. Yeah dude I mean I mean this is like wearing me out and dude. and he's like full time like,
1: wholesaling yeah, like, full time calling door knocking like, <laughs> bandit signs and then real estate school oh my god
0: dude it's like it's like a uni- university bro it's like crazy man <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah both of y'all should get your mortgage license and work together
0: yeah i, I like i like the idea that's an awesome idea yeah so jj we're almost, we're almost going to wrap this up man i got a few more questions for you so if you have a superpower in business what is your superpower
2: Superpower would be is I have multiple, but the, the, the one thing that I think of is you know, we, we got this grand Cardone flowing through our blood, bro. <laughs> yeah, bag. but I'm all <laughs> about speed. Okay, you yep. Know, like, in my mind, like, once I see something in my mind, like, I'm like completely locked in to get it done. Yes, you know, and I don't care how much percentage it is. In, and like all these other you know statistics on something that just doesn't work once i'm locked in you know i got this image of ray crock in my mind you know like i yep. watched the the, the the movie the father with ray crock at least 70 times like that's one of my i only have three favorite movies in my all time and that's one of them like i can watch the movie and watch it every night like it becomes a to me like i watch it every night and i watch that movie multiple times so I really can relate to that like I'm like persistence just, just all through my blood. You know, so I'm like speed and persistence like there was nothing. Like when I did I, I did a deal in New Orleans, but I still can't believe I, I engineered this deal, but I just was like laser focused. So
0: I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm just I'm speed to lead. Awesome man. And that's
2: with everything. Not just with a real estate lead, just with, with anything
0: that's going on, you know, I'm locked in. That's awesome, you man. Know, yeah. So I believe that's a superpower because at the end of the day, man, you know, I, and
2: I, I had to learn this early in my life, even with the rap career, because I wasn't the most gifted rapper, but I developed my gift and I started, you know, I had a nice little flow or whatever, but I had hustle. Right. So I came to Houston, I got on the radio like in a year and a half, and I remember a dude walking up to me and say, dude, you've done more in two years, than some dudes been out here for 15 years haven't done it. It just don't on me until the like dude told me that.
0: Wow.
1: But, yeah. Well, when you have high expectations for yourself, you just it, it, you don't feel that victory, you know. And then once, right. but everyone else around you sees it, you know, because it's you have hustle, hustle karma,
0: hustle karma, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I believe in that. I and I, I kind of relate. I really feel like I, I really, you know, vibe with you on that level, man, because I I kind of have a, a, a similar mentality, and and uh, I think that's really. What gives what's going to give us um, a, a massive advantage especially in the future because as we develop more skills and we get more um, uh, more you know in depth with this real estate space, then at that point man it's it's game over you know because a lot of people out there they may have the the experience or the knowledge but do they don't have that hustle muscle you know
2: Yeah I like yeah, that just hustle care. muscle. Just take it right quick. <laughs> a new superpower that I'm developing, like I was just saying, is for just being super mental about stuff. Like this, you know, like you were saying, real estate is a, is a communication
0: business. I'm also learning on my end that real estate is also a technology business. Yeah.
2: And like I got that on my goals, on my real estate goals next to my on my whiteboard next to my bed is like learn the technology because I can admit me personally. Hustle was good, but then there's a time in my life I discovered that I was a slave to the hustle. Right. So when, I, when I'm when I'm meeting guys that's talking about technology, my brain was automatically shut off because that's not my world. You know, when pulling comps and doing this, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, and all this stuff. You know, you got apps. <laughs> like, you know, they got asked for real estate, like the deal machine and all this other stuff. Yeah. That stuff drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay? But when I look at it now, like, I remember when I first started doing the real estate, I was sitting thinking one day, I was like, in every business, there's an old way of doing business, and now there is a new way. Yes. In all businesses. You know? And I think about that a lot. Like, every time I'm doing something, I'm like, am I doing this the old way or am I doing it the new way? Because in my mind, I'm trying to train my mind to learn the new way because even though I might can't master it right now, I'm going to need it five, ten years from now. Right. You know, like I was watching a video a few days ago. A guy was saying how they, they, 90% of their deals, they lock up virtually without even making an appointment to go see the house. He said one time we had a deal where the the, the other wholesaler seller was on his way and the seller signed the contract
0: before he got there with us. Man, you know, like, oh, well, know. well, JJ, I, I've, I, yeah, man, I've lost a deal. I personally have lost a deal to someone exactly. that has done that. Yeah. So,
2: you know, like you were saying, it's like, you know, it's, it's mental. Because I, I never forget it. The, the first deal I got, Blake, was with a 70 year old man that never saw my face. We agreed to the number, and he signed it back the time. Wow. Now, when I go back and I think about that, I was like, Oh my God, how did I see? I didn't know what I was doing, so it wasn't a big deal. And see, when you begin to acquire information, it can hurt you sometimes, oh. because you begin to put your old traditional beliefs on stuff, Yep. but this man didn't know me, never seen my face, signed it via DocuSign. But again, technology, you know, DocuSign, you got all these stuff, you can go, you know, get on the MLS and do all this, so I'm really, really developing the new superpower is to think
0: more with my mind. That's awesome, man. You know, and, and you know, for me and my business recently, you know, Jess has been a massive help for me because, dude, I was just straight up pin and pad for like the first year and a half. Dude, for the first year and a half, she used to get so irritated cause I have... A notepad just all scribbled, scrabbled. My follow-ups were like.
1: Files, (laughs) papers. And I'm like, where's this information? He's like, it's like, you know, a big tornado of paper (laughs) flying around. And then he's like, oh, here it is, you know. I'm like, how are you keeping all of this organized? But
0: she, you know, she has got me, you know, on a point where now I'm using a CRM. Um, I'm using, I'm actually using deal machine and, and I'm starting to, because I was, I was very similar, man. I, I, I just, when it, when I heard technology, I just shut my mind off, dude. I was like, I don't even want to deal with all that, you know? And dude, it is, I feel more, I feel like more of a professional now, you know, now that I'm using these tools, um, cause I feel like I have a little bit more control over my business and dude, you know, I've, and like you, you mentioned a great, a great point about guys doing deals virtually and and I, and you brought this guy up to me when we met a few months ago, Raphael Vargas. And dude, I've I've watched some YouTube's on this guy and bro, like this dude, I'm like, look man, I, th- that's that's how you're supposed to do it, you know? Like <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I Yeah, man, that dude's an absolute monster. I mean, and he's built an awesome organization, so I'm really starting to open up my mind to that side of the street too, because I feel like uh, in this in this space you can you can be a, a hustle and grind wholesaler and still make good money. But if you want to scale it and build a real business, you've got to treat it treat it like a business, you know. And I, and so I definitely definitely agree with you on that.
1: Mm-hmm. I would agree, and then I just think a lot of people in today's day and age want everything to come easy to them, and. There's a lot, especially at probate deals, you know, these people know technology, they have computers, you know, they they appreciate DocuSign, I think. You don't have to go meet them in person, necessarily, you know? Yeah. Um, Figure out a way to see the house, let them FaceTime you and video the house for you at their convenience, even if it's at 2 a.m., you know, because you're in a different area yeah. you know who knows so um there's ways to get around that and and make it happen fast you know
0: absolutely absolutely
1: one of my best deals was i sold a two million dollar home in galveston i never met the guy until the closing table we did all of the negotiations over emails
0: that's unbelievable
1: yeah we never even talked on the phone <laughs> we never even talked on the phone either all email it was awesome.
0: <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, and it's just, it's a, it's a mindset thing. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm really uh, doing my best to adapt to that mindset because I, I do believe that is the future and that's the way business is done. And, and it's, it's people that are having massive success, you know, doing it that way. So, um, okay, JJ, last last question, man. When it's all said and done and you're dead and gone, what do people say about JJ Simmons?
2: Really, I'm really, I can't admit, I'm really, really obsessed right now with my life and really teaching my kids what I know about life and business. And I, I'm really, really, and, and legacy has been a term that's been really quoted a lot lately. It's becoming a common word, thank God. You know, we more conscious of it today. And um, I'm really, really focused on really teaching. Like, I was the kind of guy when I started preaching, I wanted to save the world. Right. And now I'm kind of like working backwards now and my number one focus is teaching my kids what I know about education in business. Like I'm really preaching to them all the time to read books, you know. They making money with me so they understand money. Like each one of my kids this past weekend made like $400 a piece selling my books with me in New Orleans. I'm trying to teach them. Like they don't understand the real estate, but I I teach it. I bring them with me on appointments because it is my goal to leave them property when I'm dead and gone. So I don't really care about the outside world no more. You know, I don't really care. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't really want to be Martin Luther King. I think I'm going to become a Martin Luther King without even trying, but my number one goal is, like, my family and my kids and educating them on how to sustain themselves and have an entrepreneurship set skill. Like, I don't really, it don't matter. if They don't go that route. I'm not preaching that to them. But I am teaching them how to create income for themselves, and they see it. They see the money. They understand McDonald's guy get paid this amount of hour. This guy over here make this amount of hour. This guy don't work for an hour. He sells so and so. So
0: I I talk to them on a grown up level. Like for example, when I met you, I was with my kids. That's right. You know, we came from working in New Orleans. That's right. So
2: I, I bring my kids with me. I
1: show them the money. I, how I, old are your I, kids? I, how old are your kids? Uh, 11,
2: 10, and 8, Oh wow. and I have a 4-year-old, but he don't work with me, and 3-year-old, <sighs> well he's free right now, but my other kids, you know, like if they sell one of my CDs for $10, they get $4. If they sell a book for $25, they get $5, and you know, like I said, you know, both of them last summer, you know, Grant Cardone wanted to meet them, we drove to his home.
0: That was awesome, man,
2: yeah. And made like $1,500 a piece last summer, working with me, so, and they get to keep their money, you know. Um, I don't buy their shoes no more. They buy their own
1: shoes, you know? That's and, awesome. And You're teaching them you know, the value. Were, huh? That's awesome. You're teaching them the value of a dollar. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Like, that's the one he was so caught up that he wanted to buy an iPhone last week. And when he heard that it was going to cost him $300...
1: He put his money in his. Cell. <laughs> you know? He's yeah. like Ooh, maybe he not. Right. And then he started call his mom and he go. He was he like I'm a tell. That's what exactly the words he was. I'm a tell my mom. I'm gonna get the phone. And I was like, go ahead,
2: brother, because I'm not buying. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 <sending> <laughs> tell him no. If you <laughs> buy it, I will help him with the bill. That's it. That's yeah, awesome. It was just thirty five dollars a month. Yeah. But that's my ultimate focus in my life. I want to be known for somebody who transferred.
2: The, the skills and wisdom Into my children's life Because you know That's my thing mm.
0: So that's my That's the only thing I'm concerned about Right now in my life I'm
2: not worrying about Everything else That's cool
0: man That's awesome That's awesome Well JJ It was an absolute pleasure man I, I, We uh, greatly appreciate you Being a guest on our show You know If people are Wanting to connect with you What's the best way To, to connect with you And reach out to you Man, I would say follow me on Instagram. My Instagram, be popping. Uh JJ Pemmins by And just follow me on the gram. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, Sounds I good. My reality show and my
2: Instagram stories.
0: I'll tell you my whole life. From That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, f- everybody, follow JJ on Instagram. Uh, I'm telling you right now, it, you, you definitely... Won't regret it, man. The guy is active. He's entertaining and, and he's he's uh, inspirational at the same time, man. So JJ, thank you for being on our show, man. It was a blessing, uh, and, and it's it's on, it's an honor to be your friend and to know you and and uh, and to see us grow together in our businesses, man. It's, it's exciting.
2: Hey,
0: all right, JJ. Thank take you. yes, sir. You too. Awesome, man. Take care, brother.
1: Okay. Yeah. it's... <laughs>
0: Yeah, she, she, she'll follow up with you on that. And Trust you know me.
1: what? Message me anytime if I you have... I'm glad to you today, you know, sometimes there are... I think this is the confirmation I needed to, to really do it because
2: when you say that, it's much easier than a real estate life. And I'm like, oh, wow, I like
1: that. Yeah. So... And then also, you if you have any questions about your agency agreements, let me know.
2: Yes, ma'am. I will do. Thank
0: you. All right, you J- like, all right JJ. Take care, brother. Yes, Bye, bye sir. So, in conclusion, that was uh, JJ Simmons. I uh, was our first guest on the show on Real Estate Power Talk.
1: Mm-hmm. And we decided we're going to bring on a special guest. Um, maybe not, maybe once a month, maybe randomly, we don't know. We'll just surprise you. It'll be a surprise. It will always be a great guest, though, so somebody who's going to give you great thoughts power behind those thoughts um, and behind their successes so that maybe you can transfer some of their wisdom into your daily life and business. So um, that's it for today. And we look forward to talking to you guys
0: next time. Adios.